0: Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal
1: is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas.
2: Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. We have a fabulous lineup for today. We have Tom Cucurullo, um, who's like an, an amazing businessman and also... Uh, recently an evangelist, and it's just it's phenomenal to have him here with, uh, today on the show. He's just a regular man like you and I, uh, a layman, never went to, to Bible school or anything, so it'll, it'll be fun to listen to him today. And then after we finish our interview with Tom, we will be going into the book of John, and it's going to be an incredible journey as we, uh, as we continue to press in and see what God has for us. So with that, we can start the show, and I'm going to start it with Tom. Tom, thank you for being on the show today oh, with us. Um blessed to be here. Amen. If you can, just give us a little bit of who you are and what you do, and then we'll take it from there.
3: Uh, it's going to, be, have to have to be about a 10-show segment. Uh, <laughs> no, like Pastor said, uh, You know, I've uh, done many things in my life, uh, business-wise, personal-wise, uh, a lot of things that not proud of uh, until i came to find the lord and uh once i was saved by the lord and and graced by his his mercy uh my whole world's changed and um just a better better human being overall being in christ and uh i crave it every day because everything i i read is is the truth and the small miracles that I've seen many small miracles in my life that there is no way on this planet that it could have happened without Jesus Christ. And, and, and no matter how many, you know, like typical human, uh, you know, searching to, to, I wouldn't say discredit it, but, you know, there has to be other reasons or coincidence. There's no coincidence. It's, it's Jesus.
2: <laughs> Amen. Well, Thank you for being here today. Uh, I heard you say something. It says that you found God. I I know for sure it's the opposite way. God found me. God found you. (laughs) So let me ask you: How did you have your encounter with God? Sure.
3: Oh, oh, as clear as a bell. Um, I struggled throughout my life uh, with alcohol and drugs, and I'm going to be brutally honest. I, haven't, I can't hide anything from God, and I've known Pastor Adam for some time. I'm not going to hide anything. I have nothing nothing to hide, because uh, it's all my testimony and my story. Um, I, I, I always like to say I was a very highly functioning drunk uh, until I wasn't. And it came to head January 20th, 2020, to be exact, um, when I had hit rock-bottom depression, and... I had a noose around my neck on that day. And this will be the first time I'll get through this without crying, hopefully. But um, I was standing on a box with a noose around my neck. And I was always a very happy, jovial guy. And um, I was just at the end. And, and literally, I was can remember standing on a box on my balcony looking at the cove behind my house and, uh, saying, that's it, I'm done. And, you know, I, I always fashioned myself as very strong. And at that point I was at my weakest and, uh, and then whatever, (laughs) you know, came over me just said, uh, this is the easy way out and how selfish of me uh, for my family, uh, brothers and sisters, and I took that noose off my neck, shaking, uh, <laughs> pretty pretty erratically, um, knowing that I was one step away from taking a dirt nap. <laughs> and um, I called my ex-wife, whom I'm very good very good friends with to this day. And uh, I said, "I need help." I said, "I I was moments from ending my life." and she got on the She hung up and called my best friend Gary, who passed her nose. Gary was on his way home after a long day of work and said, "Oh boy, what'd this knucklehead do now and um, those were his exact words <laughs> and uh, he, he raced on over to my house and and um, said, "Get in the car, let's go for a ride and Gary has been in my situation, not to that extent of you know, suicide, but alcohol, drugs. And he had been four years sober at that point and had turned his life over to God in in a very obedient way. And I've known Gary 30 years and trusted him wholeheartedly. And uh, so I got in the car and and Gary had Christian music on the radio. And he wasn't preaching to me, Um, you know, wasn't pointing the finger or, you know, or preaching whatsoever. He just said, hey... What's going on? He said, I, 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 and I told him a little bit about what was happening because we had been apart for a few years. And, um, and he, he said, I told him a little bit. And he said, just let's drive around and listen to the music. You know, and here I'm looking at Gary driving all peacefully and calm, and I'm like, Who is this guy? He's not that peaceful. And this is what's going through my mind, because I've known the man thirty years. I go, What if this is the comedy? <laughs> I said, There's no way that this man that I've known forever is so peaceful and just like not a care in the world. And uh I just kept watching. He wasn't saying a word, and just listening and watching, listening and watching. He took me to El Poyo Loco. <laughs> We'll be calling you for some advertisements soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just joking. Uh, right. Sorry, the marketer and me came out. Um, so, uh, so I just listened, and he, you know, he was just talking about life and and his own testimony a little bit. And we drove around for like an hour and a half, and and I just felt. Um, I, well, I can say I felt the Spirit of God come over me. Was it at that point at that, that you left to at, Jesus? So, yes. And we, we, we pulled back in front of my house after about an hour and a half. He handed me a study Bible. And he says, I want you to go inside and start reading. But the moment I stepped out of that car, January 20th, 2020, I stepped out of that car with a smile on my face and a peace that came over me that instantaneously was incredible, something that I look back on all the time and just go, wow, how good is our God? And, and, and I, you know, I, I was raised Catholic. I was an altar boy. You know, I, you know I, 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 I went as far as, I yeah, I believe in God. I believe there's a God up there. That's as far as it went, you know. But as I look back now on my life and see all the times that he saved me, And Gary's always told me I've been chosen since I was born. I mean, I've been shot, murder for hire. I've flown out of windshields at 60 miles an hour and not have a scratch on me. I've almost drowned in 30-foot surf and actually lifted up my hand and waved goodbye to my friend who was not in the impact zone. And And I would always get, when anything like that happened, I'd always go, what do you want? I'd look up to the sky and say, what do you want? Let me go. You know, but I always knew he had a purpose in the back of my mind. I knew there was a purpose.
2: So here's my here's my question. Um, so you get out of the car, mm-hmm. you feel an incredible peace. Did you actually ask Jesus to come into your heart? Not at that time. No,
3: I I didn't even I didn't I didn't know the protocol <laughs> for lack of better words. I just went up and started reading. I started reading the Bible he gave me. And I read till my heart was content. I mean, I just kept reading and reading, and, I, and, I, and he told me to get on my knees and pray and to do this daily and to journal and to take notes and, and to pray every day. And I'm a creature of habit, and I have an addictive personality uh, like everything else in my life, yet the peace that was over me, and I had not asked Jesus to I had not laid down my life to Jesus at the time, me proclaiming it. I just know what I felt. And from that one, one and a half hour ride, I did not have, alcohol was gone. Drugs were gone. Not even a thought of alcohol or drugs, two years, eight months and several days, but no one's counting. Um, From (laughs) that day, from that day on, Not at one single urge. And then as I started reading more and started reading more and talking to Gary, my best friend, every day, that relationship came back tighter and tighter. And I said, I don't know what's going on here, Gary, but I get how you just drive around and, you know, like you don't have a care in the world, which is not the case. It's the peace of the Lord that's come over you.
2: Amen. So, hey, if you just tuned in with us, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we are interviewing Tom Kukuruyo and hearing his testimony. And then soon after, we will go into the book of John chapter 8. So let me ask you another question. So it seems like your walk was progressive. The, the Spirit of God yes. came upon you. You knew you were in the wrong. He started delivering you. And then when you, on your own, when you got this knowledge of who Jesus was, you, then you asked him to be your Lord and your Savior.
3: Yes, Amen. It, it, it had taken place probably five days after that. Amen. That's pretty powerful. And, and you know, like a lot of Christians, when they first turn their life over to Christ, you know, it's unicorns and rainbows, and you're on that cloud, you know, and you just crave and want more, and you, you know, and that's where I was. And anyone who wanted to listen, I was gladly telling them. Amen. And uh, I started exercising and just my overall being, I felt like I never felt before. Uh, I, I was very, you know, I had a great upbringing, a great family. I had a good business. I was great at sports. I did well in the, 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 the women department, which I thought was very important in my life. A lot of things that were important so, are not anymore. So, we'll
2: so just, you had this radical conversion. Yes, yes. That is amazing. Let me ask you another question. So, you're a businessman, obviously. Yes. You have a, a business hunting top 10 network. Yes. Um, how long have you been in that business? I founded that company in
3: April of 2000. So, this April will be 23 years. 23 years. And the only way that that business is still in business has nothing to do with me. Uh, I've come to realize I should have lost everything, but God was so merciful and gracious that I don't take any credit for having that still in operation to this day. That's pretty powerful. And I've, and I've been able to realize that through my walk and back to your question of when did I, you know, uh, surrender to the Lord and give my life was five days afterwards. Um, after I visited at the cross church in Oceanside for the first time.
2: Oh my goodness.
3: (laughs) Hence where I met pastor Adam and, uh, it's the best place. I, I, I can't wait
2: to go every Sunday. Amen, Tommy. Let, it's let family. Me, amen. That's awesome. So you've now been saved how many years? Two years, eight months, and hold on. And now you know hours. <laughs>
3: let, me, let, me, let me give you the, that would be two years, eight months, and 16 days to be exact.
2: That's beautiful, Tommy. <laughs> let, let me ask you another question. Yep. You're not the type of person that, Hides his relationship with Jesus. No, are you? no. So, no. Tell me what you do now, because you have a pretty little powerful ministry that any person can do. Tell us a little bit about sure, what you sure. do. Sure,
3: this is this is awesome. Um, so, I'll, I'll try to cut to the chase. But um, <clears throat> ever since that day that I found that Christ found me. Uh, January 20th, 2020, uh, I've been beyond obedient in reading every day, uh, in prayer every day, uh, wanting now my life to do better for others. So anyway, this went on for some time, and like, you know, a lot of Christians, you know, we'll slack off uh, on our readings, um, on our obedience, and I found myself um, mailing it in. This was like several months ago, uh, three months ago to be exact, I felt like I was mailing it in, like I I felt like a job, and 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 it irked me because that's not the relationships God's going to uh, God wants for us with us. And I would literally read and go, "Okay, I read. You happy?" And to, I'm being honest. And I golf was my life, and I I I started playing again after six years absence, and I started playing every day, and, and golf became like, my first priority again. And God was taking a back seat and, and, and God wasn't going to have that. And uh, so I was out playing one day and next thing you know, I'm on my knees, my back went out and it didn't hit me till days later when I went through several days of darkness. Uh, Wow. I can't play golf. Wow. Wow. I can't walk. And then it hit me. Wow. God, God doesn't want to hurt us. (laughs) That's that I know, but he sent a little message and, from that moment that I realized that it was God that said, hey, uh, over here, <laughs> I, that was three months ago, and he told me where to go. He told, I dove in harder than ever, reading videos, anything I could get my hands on 15 hours a day. God told me to go to this, go to the bench down at the beach in Carlsbad, this particular bench, and sit in this particular spot on this bench. And I, ju- I grabbed my Bible, I jumped in the car, and as I'm driving there, I'm, I'm literally yelling in the air. If people drove by me, I was a nut job. Um, God, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I've been on that bench for 92 92 days straight. And I call it my little bench congregation uh, because now people are coming up to me every day wanting to pray or wanting to talk about God. And he actually sent an angel to me down there, which was a story for another day because it's pretty deep.
2: Amen. Tommy, I I appreciate you being um, here with us today. Um, I know you're one of the people that go to At The Cross, Oceanside. Yes, yes. Um, Do you know the address there? I just know how to get there. It's 2112 South Al Camino Real in Oceanside. Yes, come join Um, us. And so everyone is welcome to come and just uh, any person can Mm -hmm. get up and and serve the Lord. And again, I want to thank you. How can people reach you at your business? Uh, They can visit huntingtop10,
3: number10.com. You know, if you're interested in hunting and you want to uh, connect with either a hunting lodge or a guide around the country, or around the world, you, you can easily find him there. Hey
2: Amen. Thank you, Tommy. I want you to hang out with us sure. so that you can close us in the prayer in the latter part of the show. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. And we just had a great interview, a great chat with Tom cucurullo who's just the normal layman who has— um, been through the ringer and and is now has his own little ministry. But as we begin this latter part of our thing, I I want to remind you that we are now in the book of John and most of you have been taking a journey with us. And if you haven't, we are in the book of John and we're going to dive in and God has so much for us today. And as we read Lord bless us in Jesus name, and this is what it starts off in John chapter eight. It says this, Jesus went onto the Mount of Olives And early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came on to him. I mean, he sat down and taught them. That was the beautiful thing about Jesus is he had no problem teaching at the temple, knowing that these people were out to get him, that they had rejected who he was. And this was the religious leaders. You may be in that place now, where you feel rejected from religious leaders. And let me tell you something, if you're listening in right now, Jesus does not want you to be religious. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to bless you. He wants to do something phenomenal for you. And you know, the listener today, that we all have an appointed day with death. But then what? And this is what we all look forward as believers now is is heaven, is to be in the presence of God and where every tear is wiped away. But as we continue the story, the religious leaders in verse 3, the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery when they had set her in the midst. Now, listen, it's very strange that they just brought the woman, and as we continue, we'll see why. They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses in the law commands us that sh- should be stoned, but what sayest thou? Now, it's we get to a point where this story becomes super interesting because in the Old Testament— which the religious leaders read, stoning was for both the man and the female that were caught in adultery. In Leviticus 20.10 and in Deuteronomy 22, both of them had to be judged and both of them had to be stoned. You see the hypocrisy of the religious leaders where they're just pointing to the woman and, And they were. The Bible says that they were both caught in the very act. And and it, it takes two to tangle. But where is the man? Where is the man tempting Jesus? Bringing just the woman. It's so much like that today in our society when there's so much evil that is rampant, and people want to point to one person, one individual, without taking and looking at the whole picture and seeing. Who is behind the evil that is taking place? Verse six says this: "This they said to him, tempting him, that they might accuse him." But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the wrote on the ground as though he had heard them not. Now, in Scripture, this is the second time that we see Jesus writing. Anywhere, so you're like, where's the other place? When the Ten Commandments were given to Moses, God used his finger to write out the Ten Commandments. Very interesting, very amazing. And Exodus thirty-one eighteen is where we see that. Listen, this is a hard lesson to look at. This is where we see those very people that are supposed to lead us and point us to God being hypocrites. You might find yourself there, but let me remind you that it is God who judges the ultimate heart. It is God who literally shows mercy. It is God who wants to save you. Who wants to show you his mercy. But here we see him. Writing on the ground. Just like he did when he wrote. The ten commandments. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then they which heard it. Being convicted by their own conscience. Went out one by one. Beginning at the eldest. Even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing. In the midst. What? A beautiful picture we have here. No one knows what Jesus was writing aground. The There's been many commentaries. Some believe that he was writing the Ten Commandments. My belief, my personal belief is that he was pointing out the very sins from the eldest to the youngest on the ground. because He continues to write. And, and I believe as they're seeing their own sins being written on the ground, they knew that they were deserving as death. They were deserving of the death penalty, just like this woman. Their hypocrisy was now at, at, at their ears, was at their heart, was eating away as Jesus is writing. And maybe that's not what he was writing. Maybe it was the Ten Commandments. Either way, from the eldest to the youngest, they began to leave. Somehow, they saw their hypocrisy. Somehow, their sin was revealed as well. When Jesus had lifted up and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Women, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I command thee, go and sin no more. Listen, carefully, right now, God is speaking to you. Just like he spoke to this woman. Go and sin no more. The only one that can wipe away your sin is Jesus. He died on a cross for you and me. You may be rejecting that. You may be saying, no, he didn't. He didn't do that for me. Yes, the creator did that for you. One day he, when he comes back at a second coming, his pierced hands and his pierced feet, you will see Jesus when he comes back and redeems humanity to himself, when he sets up his new kingdom. But today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that Jesus is calling you. He loves you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to put you back in that same stage where Adam and Eve started, where everything was perfect. I understand that sometimes when we come to the Lord, we still have to deal with certain things. But now you'll have a Redeemer You will have Jesus who loves you. Go and sin no more. Jesus loves you.
1: Org.
0: Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday through Thursday, along with the Classical Conversation Community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for Fall 2022. Visit them online at AtTheCrossOceanside.com. That's AtTheCrossOceanside.com.
2: We're done. Yeah. Woo-hoo! This is freedom with Adam Riojas. Thank you for tuning in with us. We have this marvelous guest speak, uh guest today, Tom Kukuruyo, and he's going to be hanging out to pray with us. But we ended in this last verse where Jesus forgave this woman. The men in their hypocrisy only brought the woman and se- ceased to follow the law the way it was supposed to be followed. Their own conscience condemned them. That's why when we come to Jesus in Hebrew 9.14, it says that the blood cleanses us and cleanses our conscience. That's who we are, our conscience. And as we continue in verse 12, it says this, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Now, this is now the second time that Jesus uses the great I am. The very first time we read it was a few weeks ago in John six thirty five, where it said, I am the bread of life, the sustainer. And now he says here, I am the light of the world. He is the nourishment. He is the one that guides us. He is the one that lightens our path. And then in John 10 nine, we see again where it's used where it says, "I am the door." John 1011, I am the good shepherd. He is the one that guides us, leads us, takes us to green, takes us to green uh, to green pastures. In 11:15 it says, "I am the resurrection." In John 14 six it says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in John 15 one it says, "I am the true vine." And later on in this chapter, you will see this powerful uh, statement by Jesus about being the I am. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me should not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Of course you needed a witness. And Jesus answers and says unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. Remember, there's no deceit in Jesus because Jesus is from above. And we've been seeing that as we've been taking this journey in the book of John. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but you cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. This is confusing to them. This is something new to them. And they knew for anyone to say any words like this would mean that you were claiming to be the very Messiah, God showing up in history, in the history of mankind. Verse 15 says, You judge after the flesh, I judge no man. For yet if I judge, my judgment is true. I am not alone, but I sit and the Father that Sent me. Those are really powerful words. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bears witness of myself. And then he hits them like this. The religious leaders are shocked. And the father that sent me bears witness of me. They knew that Jesus was born of a woman and, and, and I am positively 100% sure that they had read John before, that that the Messiah would be, or excuse me, the book of Isaiah 7.14, that the Messiah would be born of a, of a virgin. And then that this child, Isaiah says it in several chapters later, 9.6, Isaiah 9.6, that unto us a child is given, unto us a child is born, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, They knew the Old Testament. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, You neither know me nor know my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. If you would accept who I am, then you would be a child to my father. You would also know my father. But see, religion had now become a front religion had now become a way of these religious leaders being the wealthiest people around, kind of like today. Things don't change sometimes, you know, but back to these words. In verse 20, it says of John 8, 20, these words Jesus spake in the treasure as he taught in the temple and no man laid hands on him for his hour was not yet. See, we are in a point where Jesus had to fulfill his mission. And Jesus wasn't going to be hung on a cross. He wasn't going to be stoned to death. He wasn't going to be murdered any time soon until he was put on a cross for your and my sin. His hour was yet not come. When Jesus said again unto them, I go my way. And you shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. He was making it very clear. You're not going to be in the presence of me when I am completely glorified again. You will not be in the presence of my father. You cannot be there because they chose not to believe. Then the Jews then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith where I go, you cannot come. They had lost their mind. He said unto them, you are from beneath. I am from above. He is making it very clear where he is from. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. How could he? When we started this journey in the book of John, we saw that the Bible was very clear in John chapter 1 that he made all things. He made all things, and that's continually repeated. If you go to Colossians 1, it says that he created all things. Nothing was created that was created. He created all things. I said, therefore, unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he... Now, in, in the original text, it looks like he was inserted. He is now saying, I am. And we'll see it even clearer as we continue this journey. You shall die in your sins. If you don't believe that I am he, that I am, that I am God, that I am the Messiah, that I am the Redeemer, that I am the Creator, that I am the one that was sent from above, you will die in your sins. If you're listening right now, this is freedom with Adam Riojas. And we just read a powerful verse that if you do not believe who Jesus is, you will die in your sins. He is the creator. He is God. He is the three in one father, son, and Holy spirit. 25 John 8.25 says this, Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. Who did he say he was from the beginning? The Bible is very clear. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What does that mean? What does Genesis 1 mean? That word God is Elohim. It's a plural name for God. John starts off his book by saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Several verses later, he says, And the Word became flesh. In verse, John chapter 1, verse 14, he says, I have many things to say unto you of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spoke to them of the father. Then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the son of man, he's literally letting them know what's going to happen. They're going to lift him up on a cross. Then shall you know that I am he and that nothing of myself, but as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. He is speaking nothing but truth. The scholar at this point will say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is. The layman will say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The unbeliever. And if that's you today can say, how are these things possible? How can a man be God? How is this possible? Jesus is knew that the only way to redeem humanity was for him to be the ultimate sacrifice. Verse 29 of John says, of John 8, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always the things that please him. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. Those words were piercing, You could not reject these words if you were a follower of God, if you had read the scripture at one time because it was making perfect sense. I do always those things that please him, that please the father. Then said Jesus to those which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You can be his disciple. You can be the student and follow the teacher, the master, your creator, my creator today and be his disciple. And then the bomb explodes in verse 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The truth will make you free. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth shall make you free. And there's only one absolute, and that absolute is Jesus. God, he is the only absolute truth that exists. Even in modern science, they tell you something, and they'll tell you this is the absolute truth. Two years, three years later, they say, they change it and say, now this is the absolute truth. There's only one absolute truth, and that's Jesus. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You can be free today. You can be set free today from worrying too much, from suicidal thoughts, from alcohol, from drugs, from your financial crisis. Jesus can do this for you. They answered him, We are Abraham's seed and we're never in bondage to any man. How say thou you shall be made free? Are you a lunatic, is what they're saying. Jesus answered them, Barely, barely, I say unto you, whoever committed sin is a servant of sin. You know who the servant of sin is? Do you know who iniquity was found in? That's the devil. That's the enemy of our souls. It's so blatant now. There's a church of Satan. There's all these people that are openly telling you that they serve Satan. There is no party in hell. There is no truth in hell. You will be there by yourself burning for an eternity. And only Jesus can set you free. I'm concerned for your soul. God loves you. God loves who you are. And today he is calling you. You may be laughing and and saying that doesn't exist. But we all have a destiny with death. And while you are still alive, there's still an opportunity to cry unto God. And not be a servant to sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. Eternal life. Jesus is from eternity. Micah 5.2 tells us was in the city that he was going to be born for. Be born in at least 400 years before the actual birth. And it tells us that he's from eternity. 8.36 this of John. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. These are his words. He can make you free and you shall be free indeed. You shall truly be free. Yes you might still have problems. But you have a redeemer. You have a mediator. You so you have someone that is there willing to listen. You have the greatest physician at your side. 37 says. I know that you are Abraham's seed. But you seek to kill me. Because my word hath no place in you. See. Jesus... New Abraham. Some of you are thinking, how is that possible? I've read the Bible. Abraham wasn't, was probably 2,000 plus years before Jesus was ever born into this world. Listen, in John 15, 1, it says this, excuse me, Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word of the Lord, who is the word of the Lord? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was. Was God and the word became flesh. Jesus. After these things, the word of the Lord Jesus came unto Abraham in a vision. A word, you can't see a word in a vision. A vision is something you see with your eyes, saying, Fear not, Abraham. Don't fear, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. He is now saying that to you today. You can make this personal. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is freedom with Adam Ryokos. and we're going through the book of John and right now we're in Genesis 15:1, comparing it to John chapter 8: 37, when Jesus is saying that, that he knows Abraham. Fear not Abraham, in Genesis 15:1, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Do you know why Jesus is our exceeding great reward? Because after this life, we are in a place where there's no more pain, there's no more tears, there's no more sickness. That's why he's our exceeding great reward. John 8.38 says this, I speak that which I have seen with my father and you do that which you have seen with. With your father. He's speaking about your father is the devil. You're one of the other. There's no in between. You're either a child of God or you're a child of the devil. And when you come to that knowledge, there's a choice that we need to make. And it's a free choice. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you should do the works of Abraham. But you now seek to kill me. You want to take me on a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. Who is your father? Let's look closely. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me for I proceed forth and came from God. Neither I came of myself, but he sent me. Verse 43 says this. Why do you not understand my speech? Jesus is saying, why don't you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm making it pretty clear. Just like he's doing now with you who's listening right now. He's making it clear. Even because you cannot hear my word is what Jesus says. You are of your father, the devil. These religious leaders were of their father the devil, and the lust of the father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Iniquity was found in him. He was kicked out of heaven, and he somehow convinced Cain to kill Abel, a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, when the devil speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. You know, my my daughters, I have two daughters, and they're phenomenal, Bella and Talia. and, And they know perfectly when they hear someone lie, they say, the devil is the father of lies. You should not lie. And I'm telling you today that the devil is the father of lies. And because I tell you the truth, you believe not. Which of you convinces me of sin? If I say the truth, why do you believe me? Why don't you believe? He that is of God, heareth God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Do you want to be of God? And then listen clearly. I'm reading straight from Scripture. They answered the Jews, then answered the Jews and said unto him, We are not well that thou art a Samaritan. We know you are, and you have a devil in you. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my Father. And you dishonor me. You see, we live in such time now where people call evil good and they call good evil. And it confuses people because the truth is not being spoken. If you want an absolute truth and start reading the Bible, if you want to disprove God, then start reading the Bible and see that he will lead you to understanding. He will open your eyes. 50 says this. And I seek not my own Glory. Jesus is not doing that. There is one that seeketh and judges. Barely, barely, or truly, truly, I say unto you, and if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That's eternal life. That's what he's speaking about. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a dead, Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. How is that possible? Abraham is dead. You said you knew Abraham. Abraham is dead. He's been dead for 2,000 years plus. He says some, they're they're believing something is wrong with Jesus. But they knew. Deep in south, they knew that they were going to lose their religious religious positions as leaders. And that meant losing their country. That meant losing their wealth. And they did not want to go there. Jesus is saying, if you come to me, you will have eternal life. Eternal life. Do you know what that means? If not, let me explain that to you. It's a place that we will enter after we die. We all have a destiny with death. And today you can make that choice. And decide where you want to spend eternity. Hell is not a place where there's parties. Hell is not a place where the going to pat your back and say, good boy or good girl. It's not like that. You're going to be alone because your cry is going to be so heavy that it's going to block everything else. And for eternity, you will keep replaying your life over and over again. And I wish somebody would have told me. I'm here for you today. I'm a pastor of a church. I pastor a church called at the cross in Oceanside, California. You're invited to come. You want to hear this live. You want to, you want to put a face to this message. Come, come see us. and, And you will see real people like our guest We had today, Tom. But as we continue, the Bible says in John 8 53, Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thyself? Who are you? Are you nutty? Are you crazy? Are you a lunatic? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, the whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him. Don't lie. You have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar just like you. But I know him and I keep his saying, your father Abraham, the very person you're naming that you say is your father rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews, they went crazy and said unto him, Thou art not yet 50 year old. How is that possible? How has that seen Abraham. Jesus said unto them, barely, barely, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. The very same words that Moses heard in the burning bush when he had an encounter with the messenger, and that messenger, that angel, which just means messenger, was Jesus Christ, was God himself. When he asked him, who should I say send me? He says, I am that I am. I am ascending you. They took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself, went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Listen, you don't have to take up stones to stone anyone today. The the Bible is very clear. We now now have it in writing. Jesus loves you. As we close this show out, I want to tell you that I love you. Jesus loves you. He is the great I am. We want to close in prayer. And I'm going to call our guest right now. Tommy Cucurullo. Corullo. Cucurullo to close us in prayer. Tommy, close us in prayer. Oh, heavenly Father,
3: uh we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the powerful words that you bring to us and and, and help just continue to guide us, Lord, and counsel us and teach us uh, in your ways, not our ways, your ways. We want we want your light to be our light, Lord. We want your will to be our will. And as it says in in, in Psalms 139, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And we thank you, Jesus. In your beautiful name, we pray these words, Lord.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tommy. We love you if you tuned in with us today. We want you to know that you can come visit us. You can come see us anytime at At The Cross Oceanside. You can look us up on the web. You can come see us in Oceanside. We love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus is the great I am. If you take anything from today's show, know that you don't have to end your life. You don't have to go down that path. Jesus loves you. Came to redeem you. I Love you. Jesus loves you.
1: Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamRiojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas.